You're listening to Her Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Andrea Jangle, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by brought to you by Body IOFM. I'm your host, Alex Navarro, and today we have a guest on the show um, that's a little bit different than some of the things we've talked about before, but I've been receiving a lot of questions regarding this topic lately, and I felt like this person, um, our, our guest today, would be the perfect person to bring on the show because her wealth of knowledge and experience has uh, not only helped me personally, but helped so many other people out there. Um, and I just felt like it's it's very fitting with the theme of the show overall, and a topic that it, uh, not enough people talk about, I think, not only for personal reasons, aesthetic reasons, but also for health, uh, because it does tie into the overall theme of health, um, taking care of our bodies, eating well, all of that. So without further ado, I um, wanted to welcome on the show, Emmy Diane. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Glad to have you on. Um, just a little brief uh, bio about Emmy. If you want to share sort of who you are, uh, how you got started, what you do. Um, I know we, we have our own sort of history that we can kind of touch upon in a little bit. <laughs> but um, if you just want to give us a, a brief bio of what you're up to. Yeah, absolutely. So I am an esthetician and I have been um, practicing skincare now for about 17 years, which scares me, but it's kind of cool to say that. Um, I also have uh, started formulating uh, my own product line and I really specialize in um, problematic skin. So anything from acne to rosacea to hyperpigmentation, um, you know, anything that is troublesome to somebody, sensitive skin. And I, I have an affinity for really kind of dealing with the uh, more problematic skin types simply because I have had problematic skin for as long as I can remember. And I think that that's probably why I was so drawn to uh, my work, which is my passion even today, uh, because, you know, I, I dealt with acne since I was 11. I've always had sensitive skin and I was always searching for that holy grail uh, that would solve my skin problems. And in turn, I actually um, was known as the monkey in my circle of friends because <laughs> my my friend's mom called me that. I'd always line them up and pick on their backs and pick on their pimples and you know correct skin <laughs> and find masks and everything. So I feel like I was born to do this work and I just love it. So um, you know that that's kind of a little bit about me. Well, you do it so well. First of all, I mean, thank you. <laughs> you know, in your search, I think in your personal search for the Holy Grail, you you've sort of created one for <laughs> myself and so many others. And um, you know, my I, I've shared my story and, and my skin issues on this show before, um, mostly talking about it in relation to stress, um, but also uh, eating habits, nutrition, things like that. Um, so the audience is is very familiar with the the issues that I have but so much along the same lines and gosh I remember just trying everything under the sun 
Um, I mean, it, it was either like I had the collection of skincare and then I had the collection of like supplements, you know, for my workout <laughs> regimen. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's always interesting to see kind of look back at all those products and think like, wow, what did I how much money did I spend in waste really on products that mm-hmm. either did nothing or made the problem worse, which was even more frustrating. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh thank my you. gosh, my pleasure. <laughs> and, and it's actually, that's the, probably the most common thing that I hear from people when they come to me is, you know, number one, they're confused as what to use or what to do, or they have tried everything and nothing has worked. And mm-hmm. I so relate to that. So, you know, um, I definitely uh, love, love, love it when uh, people show up and, and they, are definitely struggling with their skin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite thing, believe it or not, because I know we can find a solution. Yes, I agree. And, and it really, it, it shows when you can tell, it, not only like how you talk about it, but in in the types of products that you came up with um, and even how they look, you know, the, the simplicity of them, making it about the products, um, about what they can do for the clients and, and your passion and, and enthusiasm really comes out in that. And I think, you know, we, we I bring a lot of, uh, you know, experts in their fields on the show. And that's one consistent, consistency through them all is the passion and excitement that they have for their particular, you know, area of expertise. Um, and that just resonates so well with the clients and the audience. So keep doing that. <laughs> and I'm Thank sure you. I have no doubt that uh, you'll, you know, because you've you still come out with new products here and there. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Like every time you talk about a new one, I'm like, ooh, I wonder if this is for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I use is, that one? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't help myself. I'm constantly um, even improving upon what we have, just, you know, make it better, make it um, uh you know, better for other skin types, whatnot, but constantly improving. I can't stop. It's a, it's a sick addiction I have, but I think it, in the long run, we all benefit from it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one thing that I really liked about your approach, because how, how we got started and just for the audience um, sake, we, you know, I was living in another, another state at the time. You're uh, based out of Roseville, California. And um, I had, you know, we've known each other before through the competition scene. Uh, that's where we had mm-hmm. met, actually through a mutual friend, funny enough, a childhood friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having watched you over the years from when we first met and how you developed all of the lines and l- honestly looking at your before and after pictures of some of your clients, that's what I was like, okay, she clearly knows what she's doing. I need to talk to her. <laughs> How do we get started? And I actually really appreciated the way that you run through a consultation um, for a few reasons. One is, you know, as as a coach too myself, I run clients through very specific consultation assessment process, you know, where we look at everything first. We look at what's going on, what their diet's like, you know, so many, all the components that make a difference in not only, you know, for me, someone's progress, but for somebody's skin too. And you, you look at mm-hmm. all of that, which is so important. Uh, and I think that that's something that I didn't get back in the day when I had gone to my dermatologist and said, hey, this is my problem. They didn't ask me any of that. They were like, oh, here, try mm-hmm. this. Oh, here, try that. Um, you know, there, there wasn't this deep look into 
all of the things that make a difference. So, you know, I, I sent you my pictures. You wanted to know all of this this information, which makes sense. And and I'm mm-hmm. sure having done that with so many clients, do, is there a pattern that you find that's consistent? Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, I guess the way I look at it is each person that comes to me, I feel like, you know, everyone has their own unique blueprint for their skin. And it's my job to kind of figure out the the puzzle pieces for your particular skin type. So, of course, you know, you know, there's, you know, different skin types in the sense of oily or combination or dry or, um, you know, also what you're wanting to focus on, whether it be acne or pigmentation or melasma or anti-aging even. And then I kind of work all the puzzle pieces together. But one thing that, you know, I appreciate about what you do is, is that, you know, you really emphasize health and nutrition and lifestyle habits. And all of that is so important when it comes to the skin. And it's, it's generally overlooked just because I think that as a society, we're into just sort of that quick fix, but we don't realize that, you know, our skin is a a living and breathing organ and it takes it 28 days to renew itself. And in a lot of cases to make true cellular change on the skin, it does take time. And that would mean also that, you know, anything that we put on our body or in our body, or, you know, even things as simple as, you know, laundry detergents or um, even jewelry can make or break, you know, what's going on with our skin. Um, So all of these things play a big role. So we need to make sure that we, um, when I first work with a client, I get like the full picture. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes people come to me and they're like, what would you suggest for my skin? And I'm like, it's not that simple. Let's uh, (laughs) let's dig a little bit deeper. And I think that that's what really makes the biggest difference as well as I feel like, um, and I'm sure, you know, with how you work with your clients, you know, knowledge is power. I want my clients to become their own skin experts. Mm -hmm. And that's what I intend to do with each person is to teach them as much as I can about their skin, their skin conditions so that, you know, I'm always here for my clients, but in a way, you know, they, they you know, don't need me as much because they know exactly what they need to do and or why maybe the skin is acting up again and how to self-correct. But again, I'm always here. I can't help it. I love my clients. So, um, Which is great because I I definitely have asked my fair fair share of questions down the road. (laughs) It's all good. I I love it. And sometimes it challenges me to just become better at what I do. So, you know, like I said, you know, bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. Well, what would you say if, you know, say a client comes to you, um, obviously you're looking at, you know, the, the whole picture. Um, when you're looking at somebody's, I mean, just like you said, if it's something that we eat even, that's going to affect what what happens, how our skin reacts, whether it's it's good or it's bad. Um, and it, do you feel like there are, or have you noticed that there are some consistencies in certain things that we eat. I mean, I know that there are, but I I just want for the audience sake, (laughs) some things that are are sort of not, I don't know, not, um, not obvious. Well, you know, I think one of the biggest ones that it's, um, it's almost like we're being marketed as though it it is a good thing for our skin would be, um, a vitamin called biotin. 
And yes. biotin is also known as B7, and it is um, generally found in like hair, skin, and nails, uh, vitamin supplements, or pretty much on in all multivitamins on the market. And um, unfortunately, there actually has never been a published study proving that it does anything for hair, skin, and nails. But moreover, if you are acne prone, even in the slightest amount, um, this vitamin is incredibly triggering to acne and it's kind of hidden in a lot of places, which makes it frustrating for um, those of us that do suffer from acne. It's in um, multivitamins, um, most multivitamins on the market these days, a lot of protein powders or even just any sort of like healthy supplement out there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a good example of something that um, you may or may not know of as being um, something that's not as beneficial for the skin nutritionally. Um, a couple of other ones that actually um, will affect several different skin types would be gluten or wheat and mm -hmm. dairy. Um, this is especially true for inflammatory conditions like rosacea or eczema. If you get rashes a lot um, or even some types of acne, uh, wheat and gluten do create inflammation in the body as does dairy. And um, these can be very triggering to those those uh, skin conditions. So they're, you know, again, it's kind of unique to the individual as far as what they need to avoid. But this is another example of um, some foods that can definitely affect the skin very greatly. Mm -hmm. And uh, one other one that I think is super interesting, and I'm always kind of bummed about this one, but it's uh, super greens like spirulina, chlorella, blue green algae, kelp. I seaweed. remember talking uh, about that and yeah. being surprised. Absolutely, because we usually think of these super greens as being incredibly healthy for us, which they are. But if you are acne prone, um, the main reason that foods will trigger acne is because of dietary iodine, or we think of salt, sodium content. Um, and since these super greens are all sea-based, they're very high in iodine, which makes them very triggering to acne. So even though they are essentially healthy for us, if you are acne prone, you definitely want to avoid them because they will trigger inflamed acne. So it's it's interesting to kind of take a step back to get the full picture as opposed to just sort of, you know, what Pinterest says or, you know, what <laughs> the, the you know, tr nutritional blogs out there say. And I right. think everybody has, you know, good intentions behind the things that they recommend, but it's it's you, you need to get the full picture about um, what these things actually do uh, for the skin or certain skin conditions, right. if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, and just like everything else, you know, it's it's always going to be on an individual basis because we're not all the same. We all have different needs. We're all going to respond differently to the same thing. And it's important right. to, you know, for you to just, you know, whether you're going through through a process like this um, or just being aware of, hey, this is, I ate, I ate this, this is how I feel, this is the response from it. Um, and I remember mm -hmm. when I was younger and really uh, battling with the eczema and, and have, you know, my mm -hmm. doctor having me run through this whole like, you know, elimination diets to figure out if it was something mm -hmm. I was eating. Um, I remember doing the wheat thing and thinking like, oh, please don't let it be wheat because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really know. enjoy cookies. Like, <laughs> please don't let it be oh, wheat. Yes. Luckily it wasn't. So we're okay there. <laughs> um, but, you know, kind of, but again, going through that process, looking at the whole picture, seeing what, mm -hmm the each individual thing, um, how, how that's contributing uh, to the problem or not. 
and and it, it does it's a it's a matter of experimentation um and, and being aware and paying attention and being patient too i think mm-hmm. which just like Absolutely. you mentioned earlier most of us aren't we want the quick the now immediate gratification <laughs> that yes is so pushed upon us um but nothing which is understandable mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with skin conditions it's like it's it's emotionally taxing and and you know i definitely feel for my clients when they come to me which you know in dire straits because they're so fed up and they're it's kind of their last ditch attempt mm-hmm. um and you know we want that quick fix but we have to realize it takes time just like anything else just like working out getting in shape that kind of thing you don't yep. get abs overnight but you can start to feel better and and I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I noticed the most it just within the first few days my it my skin just it felt better it didn't feel as irritated as angry everything was just calmed down um, which I think then gives me some immediate faith in that the next few weeks we're going to be hopeful um Mm-hmm. Which which definitely helped a lot, and that, I mean that's going to be true for exercise. It's gonna it's gonna suck when you first start if you're not used to doing it, um, but I think the first few times that you get a good sweat, uh, you know you feel your muscles working, you you get a little excited. So all all along Absolutely. the same lines, um, when mm-hmm. you are working with clients, um, do you talk about lifestyle factors much, uh, sleep, stress, things like that? Oh my gosh, yes, because all of those also play a huge role. Um, you know, I want to know a little bit about, you know, what their lifestyle is like. Do they spend a lot of time outdoors? Do they get enough sleep? Are they under excessive stress? Are they dealing with any sort of um, like seasonal allergies even? All of these things can definitely play a role in uh, how we treat the skin and, you know, to give us also an indication of what might be causing some of their problems. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, stress is a major one. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that seems pretty all encompassing <laughs> mm-hmm. for health in general. Um and I yes. think this the skin's the first thing we see. So I know mm-hmm. that that has always been I mean at this point I almost use my eczema as like my my sign that I need to to chill out and relax. Yes. It's your stress I, gauge. It it really <laughs> is. If I start to get uh, a little little, you know, a little patch here I'm like okay I've got to calm down I need mm-hmm. to go for a mm-hmm. walk or something <laughs> I need to relax um, but again being able to pay attention to those those cues that we're getting all the time what do you recommend around that like if you if you do if that's something that's obvious in a in a new client that maybe they're not sleeping enough um, or they do have high stress goodness I mean you know of course I you know, suggest to them to find whatever it is that helps them to relax. Um, you know, whether that be, you know, yoga, going for a walk, journaling, singing, whatever, you know. Um, but I think too that, um, uh, sometimes it's also like a situational kind of stress that it'll, they, they kind of have to write it out and knowing that, um, you know, the relief will come, but, you know, kind of doing their best and, and just being aware too. Um, I, I typically tend to be, I don't know, I guess I'm a high stress person myself. Um, and you know, I just try to be aware of like when I'm overdoing it and then finding ways that, you know, gently nurture me in a healthy, uh, way. 
Um, I like singing in the car, so I'm that crazy person that you see <laughs> next to you who, as soon as I realize you're looking at me, I stop, but <laughs> I like to get down. That's my stress relief. So I get it. Finding little ways for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I, I, I can agree on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. The singing in the car for sure. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's also nice too because I work at home by myself, so I can do it there too because mm-hmm. no one's watching. Um, and no one's gonna drive by and see go. me doing it, so I don't have to stop abruptly or be <laughs> be embarrassed. I can just <laughs> belt away, and it sounds terrible and awful, um, but it feels good. So that's all that matters. Right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's good for your skin. <laughs> exactly. But then sleep too. I mean, sleep for me is something that I I know I need a lot of uh, for for just everything I just feel better in general um, but do notice a big mm-hmm. difference uh, in my skin when I when I do sleep enough mm-hmm. absolutely and mm-hmm. I, you know I, I think that you know especially for women we typically you know take the role as you know trying to do it all for everybody all the time and you know sometimes that means we get less sleep but you know one thing I try to teach my clients is is that you know, self-care is not, you know, a luxury. It's a necessity because especially if you do take care of other people or, you know, kids or animals or, you know, your job, you know, requires you to, to care for people, you know, you're useless unless you have filled up first. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't fill other people's glasses unless your pitcher is full. And so, you know, taking the time to, you know, get enough sleep and taking the time even to do your skincare routine and, you know, think of it as a way of practicing self-care. And, you know, I'm, I'm always, you know, posting about doing, you know, Sunday night sulfur masks. And, Mm -hmm. um, to me, that's also a way to remind myself that, you know, I need to take care of me. So I think all of these things are super important, just like working out. You know, I, I try and make a point of, um, going every morning because it won't happen unless I go first thing in the morning, but I, (laughs) I do go about, you know, five days a week to go mm-hmm. work out and take care of me first before I go take care of all my clients. And, you know, I think that that's a lesson that we can, you know, put into almost any context and stuff, but it's important in skincare too, taking the time to take care of your skin, you know, and pampering yourself, you know, so you can put your best foot forward and also feel more confident in your own skin too. That makes a huge difference when you feel better about the way that you are presenting yourself to the world. It's not a, a vanity thing. It's And it's interesting. This has never been a vanity thing for me. It's more about, you know, I see how when skin transforms, you know, especially teens, their confidence shoots up, their self-esteem shoots up. They feel more bold and brave to go try things that they'd never tried before. Even, you know, their um, ambition or goals, you know, become bigger. And I think that that's true for anybody when they just feel better about the skin that they're in, you know, whether it be fitness wise or, you know, the way that they look, um, absolutely. you know, putting your best foot forward is huge. Yep. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And I mean, and just Mm -hmm. personally, that's, I completely experienced that too with, and Mm -hmm. and I, and I just posted about it this morning with my transformational Tuesday story um but how I mean when when it was really bad on my face especially because it's one thing like when I had the eczema when I was younger I honestly just covered it up I wore long sleeves which which did limit my my clothing options even when it was hot outside Mm -hmm. I still opted to wear long sleeves because I just didn't want to you know kids are mean (laughs) they are Mm um oh yeah and uh it was it's such a freeing feeling to be able to 
not have to do that. <laughs> I want to wear a tank top yes. and show my arms off. I don't have to worry about some weird patchy red patch that I am itching all the time. And, and the same thing for my face, just being able to walk outside and not feel like I need to put on layers and layers of makeup or pull my hat down really low mm-hmm. to cover my face. Um, and at the mm-hmm. time, actually, when I reached out to you, I was starting to do a lot more videos and I was just <laughs> did not want to do them because my skin mm-hmm. was so bad. And it took me a while to actually put that together. I was like, why am I so hesitant to do them? Like, I'm comfortable right. talking. I like what I talk about. I just don't want the camera on. And then it, it, that's, right. I realized that that's why. Like, I just didn't feel, you know, especially being in the health and fitness field, you you know, A, you, you, sh- you know, I want to look the part. <laughs> I want to lead by example. And it's, it's hard when your face doesn't match. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't have the healthy glow that you would expect from someone who eats well and takes care of themselves. And I I almost felt like I was misleading people because of that. Um, so confidence wise, for sure, I definitely experienced that. And then the flip side, once Absolutely. it started clearing up, I was like, oh, let's go out. Let me show off my face. <laughs> yes. I'm not even wearing makeup. This is amazing. And that's awesome. Can you, I mean, and honestly, I, I say that to a lot of my clients. I mean, the goal is let's get you to a place where you don't have to wear makeup to feel good about your skin. And most people look at me like sideways, like, are you kidding? That's never going to happen for me. And I love it when I get the messages from people that they're finally at a place where they can do that. I mean, that's, it seems uh, almost silly but what it does for your your you know insides your your well-being and and Mm -hmm. even you know your your self-image it's huge so yeah that's why I love what I do yep that's really why I love it (laughs) (laughs) and I love not having to put makeup on because a it's 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 a lot of work to put makeup on it's it's a whole other story (laughs) to take it off that's like a whole other thing yeah. to take it off. Um, so like <laughs> being able to, to, you know, you're getting ready to go out and it's one thing to pick, spend the time to pick out your outfit and it's another to like get ready. And um, it's so nice to just be able to look at the mirror and be like, eh, I'm good. I'm just going to go out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. I'm done. You know, like, it cuts the end. You know, I, I originally like I'm, I'm a little bit of a, a frugal shopper. I don't like spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I feel like mm-hmm. it's really, really worth it. So when I was going right. through all of the various skin care regimen uh, trial and errors, uh, mostly errors, uh, you know, I thought about like all the money I was wasting on products that just didn't work. And and then the amount of money that I was investing in the various makeup, you know, concoctions oh, yeah. that I came up with to hide it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how much money yep. I'm saving now on not buying makeup? Like <laughs> I buy one little tub of the bare minerals and I, it lasts me like a year because they just don't use it mm-hmm. that much. It's so awesome. Exactly. And I'd rather invest yes. that and now in, in your products because I just, I, oh. like I said earlier, I'm like, ooh, what is she making now? Can I use that? <laughs> well, thank you, darling. <laughs> yes, we'll keep putting it back into making more latest and greatest. But exactly. yeah, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, beautiful skin is far prettier than any makeup job that can be done. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's something I try and uh, advocate for so that we don't have to hide behind a mask in order to feel good so yeah. yay I'm glad that you're experiencing that that's huge and yes. I'm right there with you I'm like mom I ain't got time to go do all this seriously seriously I'm, time is I'm money tired and busy <laughs> exactly. yeah totally um well since we already talked a little bit about some lifestyle things that uh, people can be aware of um stress sleep things like that are there any other sort of 
things we could do on a daily basis, more as preventative measures, um, especially when we when we think about anti-aging. Obviously, I'm sure that's a hot topic too. But things, I mean, obviously like the sun exposure, I'm sure is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And you actually posted something not too long ago about vitamin D and being in the sun. And I thought that was very interesting because that's something that I – I see a lot when I'm coaching clients is, is I want to know what supplements they're taking, um, if they are being, if they are out in the sun or not. And if they're not, then, you know, what are their vitamin D levels like? Because that can make a huge yeah. difference. Um, but obviously I don't want them roasting out in the sun trying to get their vitamin D. So do you want to touch Correct. upon that? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, who doesn't want to talk about anti-aging? I mean, we all do. Um, so, you know, definitely one of the biggest, um, things that we can do to prevent premature aging because literally about 90% of how much your skin ages is, is within your control. 10% of it is genetics. So that means that we have a lot of um, options and, and um, you know, ways that we can help counteract the aging process on the skin. And, and you know, the number one thing that ages our skin is definitely sun exposure. Um, uh, and to kind of hit on the vitamin D issue, uh, you know, it's, it's a very interesting thing because we always hear or, or even, you know, tanning beds or whatever they market as far as, you know, getting your vitamin D from the sun. Well, what's interesting about that is, is that just like any vitamin that you take, um, for example, like vitamin C, if you take an excessive amount, you know, your body will assimilate what it needs and then you literally eliminate the rest. Um, it's not like if you take a lot in, your body can, you know, assimilate all of it. So the same thing with vitamin D from the sun. So when, if you are trying to get vitamin D from the sun, it's literally like twice a week, 15 minutes of exposure on your limbs. That's not very much at all. So most people are thinking, oh, I need to go lay out and, you know, all day or whatever, several times a week. And what's interesting is, is that the opposite effect actually starts to occur when you get too much sun exposure is it actually starts destroying the vitamin D in your body. So what it is, isn't it? (laughs) So here we think, oh, we're doing something good for our bodies, um, which it's really not, but, um, we think that we are, and, and it's actually undoing what we think we're doing as far as vitamin D is concerned. But, you know, moreover, I think that the lack of vitamin D, especially in our diets these days comes more from, um, a standpoint of our um, soil being nutrient deficient and our food is very nutrient deficient these days. So supplementing with vitamin D is key. Um, I actually am walking the talk because I just went and had my blood drawn yesterday to check my vitamin D levels because I feel like I'm probably pretty low. So I'm, I think the best way to find that out is definitely, you know, go see your doctor getting a blood test to see what your levels are at so that you can correct that because that can affect so many things. I mean, your oh my mood. gosh, so many things. The list yeah. just goes on. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. But getting it from the sun, um, not only incredibly dangerous, um, but also incredibly aging on the skin and not necessary. So I um, would just highly recommend to people to, you know, think again, if, if you're one of those that goes to a tanning bed or lays out in the sun intentionally on trying to get a tan, um, a tan is actually like your 
skin going, oh my gosh, we're being pummeled by solar radiation, put all, all our defenses up. And what that is, is the melanin in our skin. So when you mm-hmm. see melanin, <laughs> it's not a healthy thing. It's your skin like freaking out, like doing everything that it can to help prevent damage on the skin. And um, so think of it that way as opposed to that healthy glow. Um, I am all for spray tanning um, if that's what you like to do, though. So, um, you know, spray tanning is totally fine. One suggestion I do have, though, about spray tans is um, don't spray tan your face. And the reason is is because it actually will – Uh, like emphasize um, any like blemishes or dark marks that you have. Mm -hmm. So if you have any pimples or uh, like acne scarring or pigmentation, like freckling or melasma or, or sun damage, it will darken that too. And it makes it actually very difficult to cover up with makeup. So um, I always say just match your makeup to your spray tan. And that's the the best way to get your healthy glow on. Yes, I agree. And I definitely experienced that when we were, uh, in the competition scene. I, I made that mistake one time and I was like, never again are they spraying my totally. face. They looked totally. muddy and there was like nothing yep. that they could do. It was terrible. Exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then, I mean, you know, yeah. then it doesn't come off right away. You have to, it, you have to wait it out and then it comes off weird and uneven. And, um, but, but I will say that I am very, very guilty of doing the laying in the sun. Not as much now. Especially, I live in mm-hmm. San Francisco. The sun is rarely right. making an appearance. Um, but yes. when I was younger and I lived in the place where there was more sun, I did love laying out. Um, I actually in- intuitively covered my face, so I don't think the damage is as bad as it could have been otherwise. Um, but I also, mm-hmm. one thing I noticed is I actually have a little sunspot on my left side of my face. Mm-hmm. Um, right outside of my eye like the orbital of my eye um, and it's from my all the commuting that I used to do and sitting in my car mm-hmm. and the sun yep. just beaming in on that side mm-hmm. absolutely all those yeah. things it's you don't pretty really common actually about. the one side <laughs> yeah yep it's interesting there's uh, pictures out there of like truck drivers even who you know uh, one side of their face is incredibly aged, and the other side is significantly not as bad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting to see that and realize that you know even glass doesn't protect us from the sun. Right. Um, you know, I, I will hit on this: covering your face doesn't stop the UV rays from hitting us. It it maybe helps filter them a little bit, but they're still there. Oh, um, crap. So you know, just there's no hope. Yeah, I know. Sorry, girl. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to just um, just carry this like big floppy hat in the car and just like yes. <laughs> cover my face. I'm going to be, you're going to be the weird one singing and I'm going to be the weird one in the car with like a giant like bag over my head trying to protect myself exactly. from the we'll sun. Put the, the driving gloves on. Be, oh my gosh. Yeah. It will be awesome. We'll start a new trend. How about that? <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, everything in moderation. I mean, I'm not, I, you know, I am. Yeah quite pale as people know, but you know, I, I also live out of a dark room by working on clients all day long, but it's not like I'm opposed to like going on vacation somewhere sunny and tropical. It's about being wise about, you know, how you spend your time outdoors and making sure you protect your skin to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. You and know, what and, would you... and I think life is, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, what would you suggest oh, on, say... on those, on that level when it comes to like, say you are going on vacation you want to lay by the beach or by the pool, um, you want to protect yourself. But you also don't want to, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. Do you have like a, 
ingredients to look for in sunscreens or even like I mean there's that whole top conversation of like the SPF levels and if what those really mean oh gosh we could do a whole show on this (laughs) I think um you know I'm a huge advocate for physical sunscreens only and what that means is physical sunscreens uh the way that they work is they create a physical barrier on the skin that uh reflects the light off uh so that it can't penetrate and the ingredients you want to look for as far as a physical sunscreen are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide um these are generally uh, well, in the past, where they were not um, very popular just because they're not very cosmetically elegant. They are today um, more and more. But, you know, you can think back to, you know, like the 50s with the, you know, people on the beach with the white noses. That's zinc oh, oxide, yeah. essentially. <laughs> not so, cute. Not super cute That's back then. Cute. But, you know, we do have our best-selling mineral-tinted SPF 40, which is amazing. And it's tinted, so it's not, it never has a white cast on the face, which is very cool. Um, but, you know, the reason that I advocate for the physical sunscreens is because the protection, it, it's pretty, you know, superior to any of the chemical sunscreens. So the chemical sunscreens are going to be like the majority of the ones on the market. If you go pick up, you know, Neutrogena or Banana Boat or any of those ones, you know, those are the ones that kind of have the names that, you know, it's hard to pronounce, um, uh, like the avobenzone um you know, the, the, the ones that um, definitely sound a bit more chemical. Mm-hmm. And while there's nothing wrong with those sunscreens, it's all about understanding how they work. And the way that chemical sunscreens work is that once they're applied to the skin, they have a chemical reaction with the skin, which uh, will help protect it from the UV rays. So this is also why you hear sometimes that um, uh, they say to wait 20, 30 minutes before going outside after mm-hmm. you apply your sunscreen. And this is to allow the chemical reaction to have enough time to take effect. Um, but like any chemical reaction, it also will time out, meaning that that's why they say every two to three hours you need to reapply. Right. And that is because the sunscreen's efficacy basically goes away after a few hours. So, you know, going to the beach, of course, or the pool or, you know, hiking outside, always, always, regardless of what kind of sunscreen you're wearing, chemical or physical, reapply every two to three hours. But the big issue with this is that most of us on a daily basis, if we're just running errands, going to work, doing our deal, we're not going to be reapplying sunscreen on our faces every two to three hours. So this is really why I advocate for the physical sunscreens because um, once they're applied to the skin, as long as you don't wipe or sweat them off and they're intact, that barrier is there. Whereas the chemical sunscreens, once again, you would have to reapply every two to three hours. And I don't know one person who wants to redo their makeup or their face every two to three hours just to protect them from the skin, the sun. So, yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you're at the beach, at the pool, outside activities, reapply every two to three hours on a daily basis, you know, making sure that, you know, you're incorporating, especially on the face, a uh, physical sunscreen, like a zinc oxide, titanium dioxide sunscreen. That was very helpful. Thank you. Yay. Oh, good. I didn't confuse you. Nope. That's good. <laughs> I got it. Very, Yay. very clear. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, one thing that I feel like would be very fitting is to ask you what your recommended regimen following your workouts is like, because I know that's something that you talk about, um, just like we talked about sweating and, and all of that. So do you want to touch on that real quick? 
what you Passion. recommend, Absolutely. especially since most of our listeners are avid uh, exercisers. Perfect. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting enough, you know, we think we got to wash right away after we work out so we don't break out. And, you know, that is very, very true. And I feel like the magic number, at least for me, because I do have such acne prone skin. And really, if I break out anymore, it's if I don't wash right away after my workout, but I find it's about 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. This means that I always make sure I'm prepared. So in my gym bag, I have a little kit of my skincare and my magic weapon is fragrance-free baby wipes because in a pinch, those are amazing to cleanse the face off, wipe the sweat off. Um, you know, I have them everywhere because they're so handy and helpful. Um, you know, we went to Hawaii not too long ago and we hiked the volcano on Maui and, you know, I brought in the car, you know, my little skin kit, but you know, those baby wipes came in super handy because, you know, I was up in the Mm-hmm. little uh, bathroom area you know, doing my <laughs> deal. but <laughs> So, you know, I think the big thing is being prepared. Um, on the flip side, even if you're not acne prone, um, another reason that the skin will age is that, you know, when we produce sweat on our skin and it's salty and stuff like that, it actually is very dehydrating to the skin. Um, another culprit for aging on the skin is dehydration in the skin or inflammation even that that causes. Um, and it, it kind of puts the skin at a state of trauma where it has to protect and defend itself. And if this happens too much, Uh, the skin kind of conks out and doesn't want to play ball anymore, essentially. Um, You know, this is true, too, if you're over exfoliating, using uh, Clarisonic brushes or, you know, skin brushes that actually scratch the surface of the skin, keeping the skin in a chronic state of inflammation. So um, definitely making sure that you cleanse, you know, and do your skincare routine right away after working out is key. Um, Something else I was thinking of, uh, actually, yesterday, I went and spent some time in the sauna, Um, Not long, though, because I don't want to uh, sweat too, too much in the skin that that starts to dehydrate the skin as well. But, you know, if you think about it, when you sweat, you're also sweating out lots of toxins, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially in a sauna where it's not exercise induced, but more of, you know, drawing and pulling out toxins from the body. And if you let those kind of um, sit on the skin and dry on the skin, I I find that it almost kind of sucks back in to the skin and you know your skin's holding all of that debris toxins acne bacteria sweat grime you know grossness none of that is beneficial for healthy skin so again my top suggestion around working out is be prepared just make a little kit bring fragrance-free baby wipes with you um, whether it be a little pack or make your own little you know bag of Mm -hmm. them in like a ziploc baggie i do Um, that and i Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's super helpful. And, you know, it sounds maybe frustrating or annoying at first, but I think once you get into your groove with it, it's pretty easy. And trust me, I have teenage boys doing this after PE. (laughs) So I figure they can do it. Anybody can do it. I think it's just taking the time, you know, to be prepared. I I think of it kind of like prepping, you know, food. If you're into clean eating and prepping your food for the week and stuff like that, you take the time to prepare that and, you know, taking the time to prepare 
your skin for the situations that might arise is huge too. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think once you've gone, I've kind of gotten your little kit together. It's just a matter of replenishing yes. it every once in a while. And then it's just like everything else you keep in your gym bag, you know, like your headphones exactly. are always in there. Your gloves are always in there. Mm-hmm. You always have your essentials in your bag. So that might, might as well make that a part of it. And um, not only do I have totally. like a little Ziploc baggie of them, but I actually keep a whole uh, box of them in the back of my car just in case awesome. just yep. in case and my my favorite are literally the costco the kirkland brand fragrance free baby wipes you get a whole yep. box of them and uh, those are the ones you know, I, have. I don't have kids but i go through them so fast because <laughs> so. well, i keep one in the yeah. car i keep one in the bathroom yeah. i keep one in the room it's like just in case they're always exactly. there um and they last yeah. forever and so it, it, for sure. And, you know, on, on uh, my website, I just did start carrying these little travel kits. Um, they're unfilled, but they are like the perfect size for, you know, a skincare regimen, uh, especially the type that, you know, I have my clients follow and nice. perfect size, perfect amount, perfect, perfect. It's easy wonderful, breezy. Wonderful. Um, but of course, you can easily go to any drugstore or wherever and grab little, you know, travel size mm-hmm. bottles and fill them yourself. So pretty yep. easy to do. Take the time to do it. It'll make a huge difference in your skin, literally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Tried and true. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just getting uh, to the time where we got to wrap things up. So I just want to make sure that people know where to find you in case they want to read your stuff, uh, look at your products. I know that you um, just had some very exciting news if you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. So we are expanding. So um, I am based in Roseville, but actually we have just relocated down to Orange County and we'll be opening up a new skin studio in Costa Mesa. I believe I'll start seeing clients the week of the 23rd. Um, I'll be opening the books for that very shortly here. So if you're down in Orange County, um, I would love to meet with you. And my Roseville clients know I'm still coming back every other week to see you guys because I love you. So don't worry. (laughs) But um, if you want to reach me, I think the easiest way is um, to shoot me an email. Um, You can find it on my website. It's emmydiane.com, spelled E, M as in Mary, M as in Mary, E, Diane, D-I-A-N-E.com. Uh, my email is emmy at emmydiane.com. And I'd love to connect with you. Uh, if you have questions about your skin or skin concerns, or you need some suggestions or advice, just send me some up close pictures of your skin after you cleanse. And then kind of tell me a little bit about your skin. Tell me your skin story. I want to hear all about it. And from there, we can kind of come up with uh, the perfect game plan, perfect regimen, and get you back on track. So Wonderful. Thank you. And we will be sure to include all of your links to your site, your email, all your social media stuff on the on the show notes page. Um, So people will be Mm -hmm. able to just uh, read about it, click on it and find you there as well. So everyone will be able to find that information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we share tons and tons and tons of skin tips and tricks and goodies. You really do. It's great. Sometimes Yep. Yes, totally. Sometimes I mean, the pictures, pictures are inspiring. Yeah, and the kitties are <laughs> cute. You can't yeah. pass up kitties. I have a Ew. lot of people who just do kitty videos all day. Every day. Oh my kitty gosh, videos. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do. I love your little tips 
um, like the the airplane one, which I'm just going to plant as a teaser. So if people want to know about the airplane trick and flying, they have to go find you. Um, I'm not going to give them any information. They have to go f- find it for themselves. Um, <laughs> but um, I love them. They're so helpful. I'm always like, what's she going to say next? That's going to like blow my mind. <laughs> so thank you for everything that you've done and continue to do and for joining me today and, and sharing a wealth of knowledge about skincare. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Well, um, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Her Body. And we will catch you guys next time. Have a good day. Bye. You've been listening to Her Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Andrea Jengle. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.